Podcast. Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday here. Week four picks edition here. Um, so let's address the elf in the room, Connor. Here, no, there was no week three picks, and there was no week four or week three recap. Unfortunately, someone that was close to us uh, left us a little early. That I know and Connor knows, and mm-hmm. obviously, there's a lot of things bigger than gambling. There's yeah. nothing more than I love here, Connor. You're one of my best friends. I love gambling and sports. I love talking it with you. I love doing the show. It's amazing. It's fun. It's incredible. It's something I look forward to. But there's some things in this world that are bigger than sports. No, I definitely agree. Uh, just needed some time off. Take care of the people that we love. And yeah. Exactly. And one more just PSA. Again, we've said it a hundred times. We've lost a lot of people in our lives. Just be there for people. You never know what's going to happen. You never know when's the last time you're going to see them. When you... We both lost our dads in early age. Mm-hmm. Glad I got to hug my dad and tell him I loved him before he passed. That's yep. Things like that are important. You won't appreciate it now. You will appreciate it later. Yes. But there was some amazing games in week three. Yeah, we did talk shit about week three, but, uh, I mean, this happens. Ev- we're idiots. I mean, we just are. It happens every year in college football. We have this one week that's just like, oh, there's no good games. And then what ends up happening, that prob- that is the week that has the most chaos. Yeah, the most fun weeks and stuff like that. So this is going to be, we're going to do a quick recap. We're not going to run through the slate. We'll do that for week four. Come next week, yes. we're going to touch on some big games, and then we're going to go into the picks. And we'll have a fun weekend. We're going to make a bunch of money. And then come Monday, Tuesday, we're going to recap the entire slate like we normally do. But Florida 29, Tennessee 16. Everybody and their mom loved Tennessee because Florida stinks. Apparently not. In the swamp, it's a different kind of atmosphere. It's a different kind of team. And, man, Florida is – I don't think it's as much as Florida is as bad as I thought. It's just Joe Milton isn't that great. Yeah, uh yeah, it, it it was rough for Joe, but I will say that Florida's game plan worked perf- to perfection. That's the thing that worked the most in this game. Uh, they kept the ball away from Tennessee. Time of possession was 223-32 to 37-28. And uh, just in that first half alone, Florida held the ball for 22 minutes. Obviously, that is the recipe if you want to beat this uh, Tennessee team. And especially when Milton's missing on throws, the timing's off. I mean, I guess credit to Hendon Hooker for running this offense as good as he did because, like, if it, obviously, if he's in that quarterback, you do think there is a lot better chance for the comeback to happen. But 
there were times though it seemed like Tennessee was going to be able to come back when they went to their super tempo and were able to score within two minutes. I think it was drive in the third or fourth quarter that they made it seem so fucking easy. And it's just like, where the hell has this been uh, all game? But credit to Florida also. Uh, they made the made Milton and the whole offense just feel uneasy. Like, I was on... I, Unfortunately, on the side of Tennessee, I thought that they were going to be able to put up whatever number that they wanted. But, like, I just felt so uneasy being on the Tennessee side the whole time. Yeah, I think it was, like, probably midway through the first when I was also on Tennessee like a dummy. And I actually had, like, a teaser with them, too, where the other side already hit. Mm-hmm. So I only needed basically the money line to hit this bet. Yeah. And I knew pretty pretty soon, like, that I don't think this is happening, man. And... There is nothing that um, God damn it, names names escaping me right now. Who's the bum that's quarterback at Florida? Mertz. Yeah, Graham Mertz. Like there was nothing about what he did in that game either that like impressed me. No, it was just the running game was dominant. They could get pressure. Yeah, Etn and Johnson were very 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 good running the ball. Defensive line for Florida was amazing. Yeah, if anything that I'm taking this away that. Uh, taken away from this game is Tennessee's defense has not gotten any better. They're under the hypo era. There there hasn't been the improvement that is needed to be in the SEC. Like and especially when your offense isn't clicking like it normally is, that's gonna be a big issue. Yeah, we can't you can't win shootouts when your offense is as bad as what it's been. I think moving forward for Tennessee though, I think you keep Milton in there. Um, hope for some improvement because it's kind of looked like the Michigan Joe Milton. But yeah. just ride it out as long as you can. You drop another one, maybe it's time for Nico. Yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, you're only going to have, if if we are right about Nico, you're only going to have, after the season, two more years with him. And when you hit on a quarterback that is a five-star, that like third year you better be like in national title discussions. Let the kid play, let him show his flashes, and then maybe you're getting transfer wide receivers because that is the other thing that I noticed in this game. Tennessee doesn't have the dudes at wide receiver like they did last year. They don't really have that Jalen Hyatt that is going to take the top off of the defense. Like They don't have the Cedric Tillman. They, they have some dudes. I was expecting more from Brew McCoy. And, yeah, we've seen the good from him, but it's just like, it's not what we expected. We expected him to immediately be taken the number one, but I don't know. It's, yeah. One that might be a touchy subject for you, buddy. Oh, Florida State, 31, Boston College. Oh, that, that's the touchy subject? Oh, oh there's oh. another one. No, there's yeah, the other one's a lot more touchy. Now, I will say, if people watch this game, this the spread play thing end up closing at like 26. Like this is something I still think Florida State probably could have covered. It just all hell broke loose like late in the third quarter. Yeah, I will say where the fuck was this BC team week one? The the team that fucking lost to Northern Illinois. This team should have lost the Holy Cross if it wasn't for the weather delay. Yeah. When Matthew Saluka steps out of bounds when he had a clear path to score a touchdown. Yep. Uh, I mean... I will say Castellanos and the whole BC team played so damn tough. I mean, damn red bandana game. I should have known. I should have <laughs> known. Chalk it up to that. Well, uh, here's the thing. Like, I, I, me being the sports better that I am, 
you hear BC red bandana game that always makes you go bet BC, but also in the last couple of years, they haven't done good on the red bandana game. And then the one year that I bet against them on the red bandana game, they decide to do this. Uh, but yeah, they had, they were playing out of their mind. There was a lot of emotions going on. Uh, 11 of their plays went for 358 yards. Outside of that, they like, it was just short yardage, short yardage, or, yeah. I mean, Castellanos was just playing absolutely out of his mind. Uh, they also had the fluky plays where they had the fumbled kickoff, which was just dumb as shit by your starting running back. Uh, and then the fumble return that they had for a touchdown, which was also very, very fluky. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like, they... Tufilo is still a good back. They were trusting him to run the ball at the end of the game when they're trying to just get the hell out of Boston College. But I will say for BC, fucking penalties did them in. What was it? Uh, 18 for 131 yards. And, of course, the big one being the last one that ended the game, basically. Um, For the FSU side... I mean, I think this was the wake-up call that they needed. Probably feeling pretty my- high and mighty about themselves. And, yeah, kind of a look-ahead spot because we all know oh, yeah. what's happening. Classic ha- look-ahead spot. Yeah. So, I'm not going to read into it too much. No, I didn't downgrade it for to say it at Plus all. Plus, also, they, like, they did not target Keon as much as they probably should have. I think they, it seemed like the, a lot of the work was going to Johnny, and it's just like, hey, let's get those hands ready for the big game. Like, we already know what Keon can do. Let's get Johnny, like, fully up to speed, fully ready for the big game. Yeah, so. and, like, kind of what you texted me, too, which I think is awesome, is it probably helped our number for this week. Yeah, it did. I mean. Obviously, we'll get to that when we do the picks. But other big game here, Missouri, 30, Kansas State, 27. 61-yard field goal and SEC record to win the game. Yeah, this is what I get for making fun of that fucking kicker for missing the chip shot against Auburn last season. I mean, fucking college kickers, they'll kill you. The same more guy? W- yeah. He's thicker th- the kicker. He is a thick boy. Yeah, exactly. Able to kick a 61-yarder, but God forbid you need him to kick a 19-yarder well, the, the, in Auburn. Oh, okay, we'll start there. Eli Drinkwitz, like you're, this is a win that could keep, like, keep your job. Yeah. At Missouri. And yeah. you get a delay of game and push it back from a 56-yarder to a 61-yarder. Like, if that kid misses that, like, yeah. and you end up losing in overtime, that's something that might have cost his job. Yeah, potentially. I mean, like, like we said. You owe him a lot. Like, when we were talking about the guy, guy talk about Eli, it's like, he hasn't, his career, or his time at Mizzou, he has yet to be over 500, and honestly, this might be the win that gets him over 500. Uh, yeah, it just seemed like, like, I don't, I still don't know if I think Brady Cook's a good quarterback. Like, watching that game, like, I understand Mizzou won the game. I don't know if Brady is that good of a quarterback, because when you have fucking Luther Burden, who had was the at biggest game changer, seven receptions, 114 yards, an average of 16.3 yards per catch and two touchdowns. Like he's pushing for like number one or number two, number three wide receiver in the nation. 
I still will take Marv over him, but still, like, he his speed is insane. And, I mean, when you're playing a team like Kansas State, that's what you need. Like, they're going to try to out-physical you. You need to out-finesse them. So, I mean, he was insane. Uh, I I think before the last game of the weekend, this was the best game of the weekend. Oh, yeah, most, the, most like enticing. Yeah, I mean, and, and honestly, like, I know Kansas State. The line ended up dropping to about a field goal. That was that was right. This game was a total coin flip game. A little bit worried about like how Will got a little bit dinged up, but did you see Avery Johnson? He's able to scoot, and yeah. that yeah, that's the freshman that uh, they got that. What's up, the Dallas Mavericks former head coach? Yeah, Avery yeah. Johnson. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, totally different person. But uh, that's the that, basketball brand. Of no, yeah, I know. But I mean, watching Avery be able to like, m- like, there were times that they brought him in to run the Wildcat because Will, like, I think he tweaked his ankle and just couldn't move as much as he wanted to, and so they brought him in just to run. And I mean, every single time he was getting more than five yards of carry he was fucking good but yeah tough uh loss for kansas state i don't really like i don't know if i really upgrade mizzou or downgrade kansas state obviously this was non-con so kansas state could still fuck around and win the big 12 yeah and this is also like a revenge game from last year too like they got the shit pumped out of them yeah i mean i like obviously we didn't have the podcast last week but like something I talked about you like I I was on Kansas State I like you're, I'm not gonna go against my team, and I was a little bit worried that Mizzou was playing a little bit possum. I don't know if they were playing possum, but they this was the best version of Mizzou that we've seen all season. But I just don't know what I take away from it. I mean, they possibly could be the second best team in the West. Possibly. Was it the East? I always get the FCC is the one I can East. never. Yeah, it's the East. Because, I mean, like, Tennessee, Kentucky, We'll say, no offense, the whole fucking SEC just seems mid. Yeah. Now, and this is also coming from a conference who who has won the college football playoff the last four years. Yes. And just, it's like... The quarterback play is not good in the SEC. It, no, it's it's bad. Like not good's it like you're sugarcoating it a little bit. Like there's trying to be nice about like it. Like who's like is Jaden Daniels the best quarterback in the SEC? Yeah. That's not great. No, a the, guy who literally can't who can't throw the ball. No, and the problem is probably the second best quarterback in the conference, the team chooses not to let him throw. Who are we talking about? The well, okay, we'll hit on the next game that we should talk about. LSU 41, Mississippi State 14. Okay. Um, yeah, I at Mississippi State, you have arguably one of the best quarterbacks. You should in the have S- the best quarterback in the SEC. And I understand you want to be more balanced. It's not going to work with everything that is going against Mississippi State. You need to have some sort of gimmick in order to be able to win in the SEC. I unfortunately decided right before kickoff, like, this line's so sus that it's making me take Mississippi State. And boy, was I fucking wrong. 
That line was very, very weird. I thought there was a chance LSU could just dominate this game. Turns out I was right, but because of the way the line was, it made me bet the other side. So, yeah, uh, Mississippi State, for the love of God, throw the damn ball. I am honestly wondering if if this trend keeps going for Mississippi State and like they don't even make a bowl game or anything like that, could Arnett be out in the first year? I mean, it's a possibility. It depends on how bad, like things kind of get. It's like if it, if they if they bought him out and win three games, like what are they right now? One and two? Uh, no, two and one. Are they two and one. Yeah, because yeah, okay. they beat, but they beat Arizona in overtime. Like the year before, you destroyed Arizona. I mean, just kind of looking at their schedule here, they still have South Carolina, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Which to me, right as of right now, like South Carolina, that's a, an away game. They're going to lose both of those: Western Michigan, Arkansas, Auburn, Kentucky, A and M, Southern Miss, Mississippi State. There's two games that I give them guaranteed wins, and none of them, not none of the rest of the slate, like I can actually like, guarantee they're going to win those games. Yeah, I'm downgrading Mississippi State a lot until they decide to. Go more 75, 25% past a run. And I know they don't have a big budget at Mississippi State, but it's still an SEC job. You can get a good coach there. Yeah, I mean, there's somebody that has coached for you before that is currently calling, well, yeah, he's calling games that you could possibly rehire. Dan Mullen. Oh, yeah, Dan Mullen could. Granted, he looks like he's having so much fun doing, like, the halftime stuff and doing games that like I like hey Dan you want to come back to Mississippi State dude being a coach in 2023 just sounds awful when you're basically recruiting high school recruits recruiting recruiting the transfer portal recruiting your team that's you already have players you're already on your roster you have to re-recruit them from not transferring like man if if this TV job's paying well and you're having fun doing it like more power to you man just stick to it but again I know some coaches, even at like a low high school level, there's something that they get from doing that that draws them back. So you never really know. It just depends yeah. on where the guy is. What's the next game you want to hit on? I, I mean, I don't really have a lot from this weekend. All right, I'll hit one. I have, I do have one, but go ahead. Wisconsin 35. Oh, fuck Georgia you. Georgia Southern 14. No. Fuck you. No, hold on. I'm not done. I'm officially worried about Wisconsin. It oh, yeah. is if you truly are a D-Gen and watch this game, Georgia Southern should have won this game. Yeah, and this was a in Wisconsin. Four turnovers, was it? Four or five? Bryn? Yeah. Six. Six. Okay. Five picks in a fumble. This game was tied 14 to 14 at half. And I texted you. I'm like, Georgia Southern could really win this game. Okay. I'm officially worried about Wisconsin. I understand that in the second half they did blow them out, 35-14. Still, it the offense is not hitting. I'm worried that Mordecai is was he a benefit of being in the American in a system play at SMU too. Exactly. I will say too though, I I know they blowed them out on the scoreboard, but Georgia Southern was still moving the ball. Exactly. They, they got into the red zone and fucking Davis Brennan, he's my I guy. don't know, I don't know how many red zone turnovers it was, but it was on the quad screen. Kept looking down and it's like, "Oh, Georgia Southern moving the ball, Brennan's throwing some good passes and uh it turnover in the red zone." 
yeah, I'm kind of worried about uh, Wisconsin. Uh, next game I really want to hit on really quick. Uh, Georgia 24, South Carolina 14. Um, something seems off about Georgia. Like, I know that they have, there's a lot of turnover. We, it, it, it's, when the bar is set so high, you expect that team to be at that bar every single time, and it's not to that bar. The offense just seem, seems to not be clicking. I know they're dealing with a lot of injuries. But also on the defensive side where you expect Georgia to be at its absolute best, the defensive line is not wrecking games like they used to. They I, like Other than Michael, I don't really know if they have a dude on the defensive line. Like, yeah, they probably have guys that will get drafted in the NFL, but they don't have uh, Jalen Carter. They don't have a Nolan Smith. They don't have uh, God, uh, Trayvon Walker. They don't have those guys that are the first round, like must have draft prospects. I don't, I don't really know if they have the guys on defense because we've seen what South Carolina's offensive line is. It's not good. Fucking UNC got what nine sacks, yeah, and Georgia really like couldn't they like Rattler looked good against them, and like obviously he has the first touchdown to uh, Wells, and then he's out for the rest of the game. If he play, if Wells plays the rest of that game, who knows how this goes? But yeah, I'm a little bit worried about Georgia. Um, do you have any more? Uh oh, yes, oh. Yes, we have some one team to talk about and talk about how Connor was right. Alabama 17, USF 3. Holy shit, Alabama doesn't have a quarterback. No, not at all. They need to go back to Jalen. They are going back to Jalen. For good reason, because at least with Jalen, you were able to move the ball. Because Ty is definitely not the dude, or Tyler Buckner, definitely not the dude. And Ty Simpson does not seem like he's ready. We didn't know about a lot about Ty Simpson, so we no. never really touched on him. But we, when we broke down the SEC and we talked about Alabama, we talked about Tyler Buckner. Like, dude, we've seen it. He doesn't have it. He is not a good college quarterback. No. And it just I think was, it was it was just because Reese is the offensive coordinator, and it's like, hey, let's see what my guy could do. Well, your guy did worse than what Jalen was doing. So, yeah. Uh, next game I want to hit on. South Alabama, 33, Oklahoma State, 7. Never fade a Gundy. Yeah, somebody texted me, never, fuck you, never fade a Gundy. And then... Yikes. Yeah. Oklahoma State can be in trouble. Yeah, this was just... Uh, at South Alabama didn't have their left tackle or their best wide receiver and just dominated. South Alabama was still very good. And Oklahoma State does not have a quarterback until they. I mean, they have to stop. They were changing it, changing the quarterback all the time. He doesn't stop doing that. I don't. I don't understand what my because he's still trying to figure out the quarterback. But guess what? When you're getting your ass handed to you by South Alabama, you better figure that shit out quick. Uh, next one, eat shit, Pitt, West Virginia, seventeen, Pitt six, beautifully ugly. Just like it should be in that rivalry. Can I interrupt you? I don't know if you have this one. Uh, Texas 31. That was literally the next one that I had. Uh, Uh, Deceiving. uh, Good thing this game was on the Longhorn Network. Yeah, we could watch it. I was trying so hard. I was, dude, I was trying so hard. I was on 
so I was on Wyoming the po- with the points, and I was on the over. Over kind of came close, but that was only because Texas put up 21 in that fourth quarter. Yeah, uh, very, very deceiving. Um, I hope this is the wake-up call that Texas needs because I still think this Texas team can make it to the playoff, especially if they run the course. I just think think – I. I think this was underestimating Wyoming, not realizing, hey, they do have a very good defense, even though, like, no Presley. Like, yeah, Andrew, Peasley, Andrew Peasley did not play in this game. Or Presley, Peasley, however you say it. To like. me, more, I'm just, I still am not convinced Texas is, like, one of the best eight teams in college football. Like, because the Alabama win, like, who cares anymore? Like, the team, the team, they're not good. Like, it doesn't mean, like, you beat, it's a good win. It's a good road win against a team that's going to win eight or nine games. So they're still the book is still out on Texas. They can easily still drop two or one or two Big Twelve games. So I'm not like just anointing them, but man, it was ten to ten in the fourth quarter. They covered this up a little bit. No, they did. They if did. Peasley's in this game, like they easily could have lost this football game. No, I agree that, like you said, it was very deceiving. But and- again, Wyoming, their defense is legit. Mm-hmm. So that's also nothing to sleep on either. All right, and then the last thing we will hit on, Colorado 43, Colorado State 35. I mean, we have to talk about Colorado. Yeah, every week. Uh, This was the game of the week, and shout-out to anybody that is like me and stayed up until 2.30 to watch the end. Also, shout-out to anybody like me that took the money line of Colorado when it was a lot of plus money. Yeah, see, I watched until, like, late third Mm-hmm. Maybe late third. Maybe it was early third. I don't know. When I went to bed, Colorado was winning. That's all I know. And then I woke up, and it was overtime. So I like kind of stayed up and watched a little bit, and I was fading, fading out, fading out. And they ended up winning, obviously. And the next day, I started looking at the box scores and recap, trying to recap everything. And I was like, Colorado was down 13. Yeah. Like, what? Like, yeah. no. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if it was 13. It was something like that, though. Uh, I will say Colorado State deserves a lot of credit for what they were able to do in this game. Obviously, their dudes, uh, was it Kamara, Horton, those guys showed out. And I'll give credit to Lewis Riddick, like, knowing that these guys are definitely NFL dudes. Like, he was talking about it all game. Uh, but I will say, the hit on Travis Hunter may be one of the dirtiest hits I have oh ever God, fucking seen. Up. Dude, it's a that fucking, was it's a fucking rivalry it's, game. It's I understand it's a rivalry, but now looking at the fact that he has a lacerate, lacerate, lacerated liver, my it, fucking liver's lacerated because I drink a lot. Oh, that's your own problem. But <laughs> no, that was dude. That, I understand this is a rivalry game, dude. There's no need for that shit in any kind of rivalry. Dude, I I don't know because I take that aspect as like if that was me, I would have probably done the same shit. If this wasn't Travis Hunter. And it was horn like nobody would fucking care. I Literally think, nobody would fucking. Care. I think people would care because I mean, Not dude, it was nearly to the. It was uh, it, well, okay, yeah, maybe, but it was clear that the, it was three steps. Dude had every intention of just I'm gonna hit hit Hunter. Dude, there's worse. Like the fucking hit that Sam Howe had in the. The Commanders game against the uh, Cardinals was ten times worse than this. Well, that, we're not that's about the it. NFL. Then, but we're still not N- talking about it, which is a bigger sport than college football, and nobody cares. 
It was tra- the reason people care is because it's Travis Hall. No, I, but I'm also it. gonna say when I saw it live, I'm like, that is the dirtiest shit I have ever seen. Uh, I, I was, like, I was like, oh, it was a hit. Whatever, it's whatever, man. Um, I will I, say I w- though, turn her up to you, but Dion, kudos to him because there's that kid was getting death threats. No, and yeah. that's fucked up, man. Mm-hmm. The kid made him a fucking mistake. It was dirty, but the the fact that you're gonna question Glad somebody's life. It. Is is so fucked up, and Dion no. just handled it super well. Because guess what? It's a rivalry game. It's football. It's a physical sport. Shit like that shouldn't happen. But if it does, the kid should get dinged. But like, he shouldn't be like questioned as the worst that he's ever had. Is what I'm trying to say. No, I I agree. But, no need to give the kid death threats. But the way that Dion handled it was beautiful, and yeah. kudos to him. Because I we're still new to this new kind of head coach in college football, and. Part of me thought the next day it was going to be super crazy and he was going to be super like coming at Norvell and shit like that. No, this, Dion is such a good guy, no matter how much you hate him because of the flash, like Mm -hmm. people do on there. But it was, it was, it was handled so beautifully. No, and I will say Colorado showed that they could play through uh, adversity, that they can come back and win a game. They don't have to play the high scoring game that they normally play, even though I'm pretty sure the over did cash. Um, I will say like we did talk about Hunter's injury. I mean, this is going to be big. You're losing probably your best wide receiver and your best corner in one person. Oh yeah. Oh, you're, you're mean you're, overall your best player, but, uh, and I mean, <laughs> watching the game, especially with how much Horton was killing them and how at times that the offense was struggling to move the ball, you really saw how important he really is to this team. So it does suck that like we're not going to see him against Oregon. We're not going to see him against USC because I was so, well, assuming he's not able to recover and play, I really wanted to see how he was going to do going up against uh, USC's wide receivers. But... Unfortunately, we won't say that, but I will say Shadur showed the fuck out again, dude. He's so good. He really is. He might be the third best quarterback coming out of this class. So behind Drake and behind Caleb. Yes, I think there's a. I think there's a chance. Uh, I don't know. I, I like I kind of turned the corner on Bo Nix a little bit, so I think they're like right there. Maybe but 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 the one thing the one thing that will always hold Bo back is what we saw at Auburn, and the fact that he is probably two or three years older than Shadur. And honestly, when it comes to the quarterback position, when it, in the draft, the age thing does matter a lot. Yeah, I guess the the only other guy I could throw in there is maybe Riley Leonard. Do. Yeah, like yeah. he could be up there, but he's still more polished as a passer. But also, like, there's also a chance. I, like, if I'm putting money on any quarterback to end up coming back for a year, fucking Riley. I don't know. He just, it just, yeah. seems, it just seems like in a crowded quarterback class, like we project, it's easy to get lost. And I think he would be the one that would get lost the the most because yeah. while everybody else has something that shows some sort of flash. I mean, Riley's just solid. Yeah, he's everything. just playing like super well at Duke. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's the same thing like as Daniel Jones. Like, And then unfortunately the dumb like the dumb like sports fan, the dumb 
NFL scout brain is like, oh, this guy came from the same school as this guy, and this guy's not performing well in the NFL. Riley Leonard stinks. You know what I mean? D- tell it's like me, tell me I'm an Ohio State fan. Yeah, it's just kind of how it works. Yes. So I will always get ridiculed for how Ohio State quarterbacks do because of Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, or maybe Justin Fields. Shut your whore mouth. All right, basically in a wrap, that basically wraps up week three of the college football season. So, Connor, I think it's time we, that we get into the best time of the week. We the, start talking about the picks. best week. This is by far the best week. The best week of the season. Now, granted, things can change, and later down the road, the rankings can change and all that shit. But no, I called it last year. Week seven was going to be the best week. Calling it this year. Week, all right, cool. Week four. Let's get into it. Number ninety-nine of the defense. After he tackled the quarterback, he's giving them business down there. You know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it. The work week is almost over. Sit back, relax, and get in on the action and enhance your game day experience. It's time for the bet. The Juice Podcast College Football Picks of the Week. Let's start with the big one that's a little close to Connor's heart here. OSU at Notre Dame. Ohio State's laying three points. I would like to take from an Ohio State fan before I give my opinion. Uh, yeah. I honestly have no idea what the fuck to expect. Um, obviously, Ohio State did look better against uh, Western Kentucky. Uh, the offense under McCord, letting him play the full game, was able to show that he can have good use of this offense. I will say the thing that I, th- I know everybody's looking at the quarterback. Everybody's looking at the offense for what Ohio State is. The side of the ball that is not getting enough credit is the defense. Say what you want. It's Western Kentucky. It's uh, Youngstown State. It's Indiana. They have only allowed 20 points this whole season. And that 10 of them against Western Kentucky, who year in, year out, has one of the best offenses in the country, whether no matter what the level. So I will say, I mean, it, 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 we're going to see the what, what both these teams really are, honestly. I, I don't know what to expect from either side. Like, are we we're gonna see? Are we gonna see that? Like, are we gonna see Ohio State's best? Are we gonna see Notre Dame's best? Like, I I don't really know what to expect. No, I don't really know either. And like you said, like we get to really see Sam Hartman's first true test for Notre Dame. This is a true test for both teams. And then like Ohio State's defense as well. Like they're getting a real, like legit offense to go up against. Like I know Western Kentucky's good in the in the group of five, but like this is a, a completely different animal. Notre Dame's been rolling the entire season, but they haven't played anybody like worth of relevancy. I'm going to take the points here with Notre Dame, take the plus three. I'm I not locking you. it up by any means. I am not confident. I'm going to sit back and watch this game and enjoy it. Um, I don't, obviously, I'm not going to have a play on, uh, on this game because it is my team. If I did have a lean... I don't know. Part of me wants to say the under. Yeah. Just because I think of what last year was, that Notre Dame tries to control it, but also part of me changes that Notre Dame actually has an offense. Last year, they couldn't fucking move the ball. (laughs) Fucking Tyler Buckner. So, like, 
I I really don't have a, a play. I don't really know where the edge is in this game, but praying for an Ohio State victory. This is one that we're going to learn a lot from, and it'll be like basically something we can reference to when we're like handicapping like games down the road for both teams. Exactly. Um, Ford State at Clemson. Ford State is laying two and a half a game we've basically been talking about all offseason, so I think you're probably going to know where we're going to go with this. But uh, Clemson kind of rebounded from the Duke after the Duke game and is beating – has beat the piss out of some really bad teams. Florida State obviously has been rolling, kind of had a little hiccup against Boston College, but Connor, where are you going with here? Yeah, uh, I got it at one. I'll take it at two and a half. I'll take it wherever. FSU. This is, I, 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 I don't like what I've seen from Clemson. Like, I, I don't know if they have the dudes on offense to keep up with Florida State's offense. Like I think Florida State's offense is going to be able to put up defenses or get, put up points on this Clemson defense. Uh, I don't know if Clemson's really got the guys, especially at wide receiver, to keep up. Like I think Florida State's going to sh- sell out to stop Will Shipley and basically say, Cade, you're going to have to go fucking win this game. So I... I I I'm all over Florida State, and this is this may be the game that kills me. Ohio State could lose to Notre Dame. This will be the game that kills me. Yeah, I'm laying the points too with Florida State. Uh, classic look ahead spot against Boston College. I didn't downgrade Florida State at all. Worries me a little bit that like uh, 81% of the bets are on Florida State, and it's Clemson at home. But look, from what we've seen from Clemson this year, there's no way I can put my money on this team and back them. There's just there's no chance I can do that. I will say the other play that I do have in this game is I am taking the over 55 and a half. Yeah, I think I would lean that way too. That seems a little low there. I know Clemson's got a good defense. Florida State isn't bad either, but I think Jordan Travis can give them at least – Four touchdowns, you're already getting to 28. You can get a little more than that, so mm-hmm. I like that too. Um, the game we always have to talk about, this team, uh, Colorado at Oregon. Colorado, Oregon. Colorado, Deion Sanders, Shadur Sanders, Travis Hunter. Just trying to get the listens up. <laughs> Oregon is laying 21 points here. It seems a little high to me, Connor, but I know Colorado does not have Travis Hunter, and it's probably their real first test against a legit, legit. Like, TCU was good, but we didn't know – we still don't know a lot about TCU. We know this Oregon team's good. Yeah, this this Oregon team is definitely been able to put up points literally all season. Does not matter the opponent. Um, I would want to take Colorado so bad, I really would. But um, yeah, I'm just gonna take the over and watch points galore because I think that even without Hunter, I think that. The Colorado offense is going to be able to uh, score a lot, still able to score on Oregon, and I just don't know how many stops Colorado's defense is going to be able to have. And honestly, with a lot of the comments going on from the Oregon side, I feel like even if they are up, they're not going to take their foot off the accelerator. Yeah, me and you talked on the phone about that last night. I think that does happen too. Um, I have no lean either way. I think I would lean. I would take. I would uh, take the points with Colorado, and think it'll be a little bit closer. But I can't. I can't. Definitely can't back Oregon. I know ex- how explosive their offense is, but I think 
Colorado, even without Hunter, can still keep up. Sure, Sanders, we've just been anointing him. Like, the dude's incredible. I don't think, I will say, I'm not going to take it away. This is definitely different than the TCU game. I would be absolutely shocked if Colorado won this football game. I will sprinkle the money line. You go ahead and, like, even some sprinkles, you're still like, probably not going to happen. No. But yeah, I would be shocked if Colorado wins, but I don't know if they can, or if Oregon can cover 21 points. Um, UCLA at Utah, Utah laying four and a half cam rising, still questionable for this weekend. I have no idea. Like he, Winningham has basically kept this so close to the vest. We have no idea what's, if he's going to play or not. Uh, Kuth is not playing. I do know that. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, I, part of me wants to take UCLA and the points because, I mean, maybe slight quarterback advantage. Oh, definite quarterback advantage. But my play for this game will be the under 51 and a half. To think that this is going to, this is Dante's first road game, right? Oh, no, wait, they played at, did they play at San Diego State? They did, but still, like, he was still, but but, uh, San Diego State compared to Utah, totally. Yeah, and Dante Moore was splitting snaps at the same time. Yeah, that uh, that was the game where he fully took the reins. Mm-hmm. That's where we anointed like this needs to be the guy. Um, so I yeah I just think that against UCLA's or against Utah's defense, I think Dante is gonna struggle a little bit, and we have and we've seen the Utah offense. No matter who it is, like it's still a little clunky without rising. Rising plays like now I'm a little bit concerned, but I I just think this is going to be an under defensive ugly game. I think the crowd's going to affect Dante a little bit, and we're going to see him struggle a little bit. But I I just think the under fifty one and a half is a good very good play. I do have a play in this game. I'm laying the points of Utah here. I'll lay the four oh. and a half. I don't care if Cam Rising doesn't play. Utah is 16-1 and one at home since 2020. They don't lose at home. Uh, Dante Moore, like you said, freshman quarterback, super talented. going to have a great career in college, but he has not played a true road team and a true defense. And guess what? Kyle Winningham just gets everything done. No matter what the circumstances is, no matter what his players are, Utah's a better team anyway. And I hate fading my buddy Carson Steele because, you know, we're best friends. We follow each other on Twitter. Yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, Utah's a better team. I don't care who's playing quarterback, and they're at home. I'm taking the four and a half. I'm laying it. All right. Uh, Let's move on. Uh, Ole Miss at Alabama. Alabama's still laying six and a half after that clunker they laid at USF. Um, I Honestly, Connor, I have one play in this game, but it's a weird one, so I'll kick it off to you. I don't really know what to expect here. Jalen Milrow is starting. He's going to be the full-time starter. He's... I think that game against USF basically is like, this is a job for the rest of the season yeah. until something crazy happens. Yeah, until one, like, Ty Simpson blows Saban away in practice or something like that. I'm taking the points with Ole Miss. I got to add seven. I'm going to be sprinkling the money line. Uh, like, I don't, I really don't know what this Ole Miss team is. But honestly, looking at it, you have the quarterback advantage. Like, I'm taking Dart over Milrow. Uh, plus, like, seeing a lot of things that Kiffin's been putting on uh, 
Twitter or X, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Mm. Um, he smells blood in the water. And there's nobody that I would like. Like, I don't believe. Obviously, Sark and Jimbo have kind of killed the thing of Saban against his former assistants. And I really think that Kiffin sees blood in the water and he's ready to attack. I hope this isn't like, what was it, two years ago? Get your popcorn ready and then tried to do the mic drop and then got absolutely obliterated. Yeah, I I don't know. This I just have a feeling and I'm just gonna take it with, take the points with Ole Miss. Yeah, I don't I'm not touching that number at all. I think Bama Sprinkle wins the money game. Line. Sprinkle money line. Yeah, I think Bama wins the game, but what I would like to play here is Jalen Miller over forty six and a half rushing yards. Because yeah, yeah, I like that play. I think Nick Saban realizes like, look, I think that last week when he played Simpson and Buckner was more of this is all speculation, but that Tommy Reese, the new OC, was basically like, let give my guy a chance, and Nick Saban just said, screw it, because he, I, there's no way he's got six national titles that he knew that like halfway through that game, like Jalen Milrow gives me the best chance to win, and this game is still in question, and he let it out there and was like, screw it, I want to show my OC how bad these guys are. Now Jalen Milrow is starting now. Nick Saban knows he cannot throw the ball. There is going to be more shit dialed up for designed runs, more of him dropping back in the coverage and plays where, like, hey, the first read's not here. You should have an open avenue to run and get some yards here. I think Milrow can rush for at least 60 yards in this game, and he is an electric runner when he runs the ball. And Ole Miss defense doesn't give me any reason to tell me that he can they can stop anything. So that would be my play in that game. Just take. I will be tailing that. Are you betting right now? Uh, no, I'm just looking around at, uh, apparently I still haven't placed my over bet for that Oregon, uh, Oregon, Colorado game. I thought I did. Oops. Good thing we're not live. So the, the total shouldn't have moved at all. Uh, game here. That's a little bit of a war here. Uh, Oregon state at Wazoo, Oregon state laying three points in this game. Uh, two teams that we both love. Yeah, this is the podcast battle of the week. Yeah, I I will say early on I'm not betting on this game. I, I have no lean either way. I will say I am betting this game, but it's not a side. It, I will be taking the over 56. I just think that there – I think there's – I understand Oregon State has a very good defense, but this is still one of the better offenses in college football – whether you want to say, oh, level of competition that they played, Wisconsin's a fraud, blah, 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 blah. This is still a very good offense. I think that they're going to be able to put up points, and I do believe that DJ and Oregon State will be able to put points up against Wazoo. So, Big 12, or Pac-12 overs. Could possibly be Big, big 12. This is basically the Pac-12 championship for 2024. <laughs> The only two last remaining Pac-12 teams. The team, the two teams are going to just play each other consecutively for, for 12, 12 weeks. weeks, just alternating who's home and who's away. I love both these teams. I'm going to lay the points at Oregon State, but I, I'm not locking this up by any means. It's going to be a – I'm going to play it. Everybody knows how much I love Oregon State. I still think they're the best – I still think they're the best team in the Pac-12, but – yeah. Time will whoa, tell you. Whoa, this is a whoa, big one. Whoa, whoa, Pump the brakes, buddy. You're going to say that when what Washington has been doing to fucking everybody. Yeah, I'm ignoring that. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I like we, we just talked about it today at work, too. Like, if you had it, 
as level as college football is this year and no teams outshining, who's the best-looking team? It's Washington. Mm-hmm. From a from a week-in, week-out basis, there's no team that lo- has looked better than... And Michael Penix should be the front-runner for the Heisman, which I think he might be. No. Is he still Caleb? Not? Caleb's still like plus three sixty. I think most. I think it, it, here's the thing: until until that Washington USC game happens, and Penix ends up or Washington ends up beating USC, it's still going to be Caleb. Caleb's uh, Caleb's going to be at the top because of his stats, no matter what. But still, but Penix's stats are right there. No, I do I, think if you ended the season right now, voters would vote for Penix before Williams. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But no, Penix is number two. Okay. Uh, last one of the big ones here. Iowa at Penn State. Penn State laying minus 15. I have a bone to pick. We didn't cover it with Iowa. And goddamn Ferentz's son trying to score that last touchdown. They go for it on fourth down, fourth and goal when the game was over. Could have kicked the field goal and give me the cover, but they don't. It's unfortunate. I, yeah. Um, Drew, uh, Drew Aller, it's a home game. But this is going to be his first test against a legit defense. I mean, this Iowa defense is legit. Now, can the offense score on that Penn State defense? I don't really know. Um, early lean on here for me. I think I'll end up betting it, but I won't really lock it up. I think I'm going to take the points with Iowa. But, again, I keep fading this Penn State team, and they keep keep they keep hurting my bankroll here. I have no idea what the fuck to expect in this game. Part of me wants to take the points with Iowa because this is Drew Hour's first like big test against a very good defense. Just seems like a lot of points, but also like I do worry about Iowa's offense. No, no. I don't care what Kirk Ferentz's son is saying in his press conference. Can you get out? Of, did you see what he said in his press conference? No. He was like, I know you guys have made jokes about – uh, the points per game thing and all this stuff, but we just put up 40-something points. Can you get out of my ass about it? He said that in a fucking press conference. Like, dude, your offense is still a joke. The fact that, that it's kind of like the Kyler Murray thing in his contract. Like, of course we're going to fucking make fun of you for it because your offense has been trashed the last couple of seasons. Yeah, and there's no reason you should still be the OC if your daddy wasn't the coach. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, let's open up the rest of the board here, Connor. I'll kick it off to you. I don't. Do you have a list of how many plays you have here? Uh, so left after all the ones I gave: one, two, three, uh, four, five. Oh, jeez. I got five. So oh, you only have five left. Yeah. Okay, I have like seven or eight. There might be some I don't want to give out, but I'll give them out too. So, um, do you want me to start then? Oh, that one is also gone. Easy one here. Lay the points of Fresno State minus twenty-seven and a half. Yeah, I was like, you have that. Um, yeah, this, yeah, we're not, we're not afraid. We're not. This afraid. is gonna be a shit kicking. I would say fifty-two to ten would be my score there. Kent State's still really bad. Uh, I know they kept it close against Arkansas. I think that showed more about how Arkansas is just not really that good, and the SEC is not that good. And Michael Keene at Fresno State has just been lighting it up. I think that Fresno State has a chance to run the table here and go twelve and zero. This team is really, really good, and. Kent State does not stand a chance, and Fresno State has shown no signs of slowing up even when they're up. So, I love this one. I would bet that as soon as this podcast comes out and you hear this, check your book because this is going to jump over that 28.5 before this game kicks off. Yes. Um, All right. I do respect that. Uh, We're going to take another high spread. Give me USC minus, I think it's 34.5. I got it at 33.5. 
I honestly don't care what this spread is. Arizona State may be a dead team walking already. Dude. If you watch that Fresno State game, it was a god awful. Drew Pine is not the answer. The kid that they threw in is not the answer. Pine might not play this week either. Exactly. He's questionable. So, yeah, I just think this is a team that cannot wait for the season to be over. Um, they just do not have the dudes. They're they're a gun running with blanks. They have so many. So, by the way, if you check covers.com for college football injury reports, it's the best one. Like any school that gives out their injury reports, they'll covers will have like every single thing, all 133 teams. It's awesome. And Arizona State, you literally have to scroll because there's so freaking many. Mm-hmm. Like they are running out of scholarship players as we speak. The old line's also decimated. Um, where do I want to go here? Um, all right, let's go to I'm laying the points of Bryce at USF minus on, a two and a half. It's on. I have it on here. UCF stinks or USF stinks. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not overreacting to them. They kept it close against Bama. They couldn't do shit. They have one drive they got a, a they got a field goal off of, and I get it. It's Bama's defense you're going up against, but. Rice has looked really good against after they look good against Texas. Like it's a decent defense you're going up against. Uh, they beat Houston. I mean, this right like JT Daniels is he's found a home. This is like where he should be. He's not. I don't care. He had a five star next to his name. He's not a power five quarterback, but he can be a really really good group of five quarterback. No, and I agree. I think this is at least a touchdown or more game here. I'm not going to react. And also USF like there's no home field advantage. They play an hour away from their stadium which is the stupidest thing any school could do. Mm-hmm. Like you, you encourage your students to come there to root for you and they have to drive an hour. They're not going to show up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think Rice is a way better team. I think it could actually be like a player in the American. This sucks going against a team that coming into the season, like we both liked, we didn't like their win total, but we liked the team. But I'm going against them and going with the wagon that is Washington minus 20 and a half against Cal. Yeah, I have this too. Ott might not, Jay Not might not play either. He's also questionable. Didn't even know about that. <laughs> That'll no, help you out a little. Like even more. Um, yeah, I it, well, it does not matter with Washington. This team is gonna just put up. The, like they're trying to cover this thing within the first half. Like they are trying to play and get the fuck out until the games actually matter. Yeah, this t- the Washington's been a wagon covering all season so far. I know it's only been three games, but yeah, lay whatever. So I've like, like a lot of low level games this week. Um, another one I really like: the Ohio Bobcats are going to Bowling Green. I'm going to take the under 45 points there. OU oh, plays a lot. Damn. Yeah, way to take one of my picks, asshole. Um, Did you have the under there? Yeah, I have okay. the under, and I but I got it at 46 and a half. Oh shit! Well, I got a worse number there, but um, both teams they both teams just play like sloppy football, and I think that's kind of OU's mo. Yeah, especially if you if they're like they from a margin standpoint, one of the better under teams yeah. this season so far. And I mean, if you want, like, I had all the eyes on that OU uh, Iowa State game. That game was disgustingly ugly. Cash that OU money line. Too bad we didn't give give out that pick, but uh. But 
It's 44 and a half now. I <sighs> think I would still like it there. It's still a good number. But if you want to grab it, grab it now because it does not look like Damn. it's going the right direction. Yeah. I mean, I feel great having it at yeah. 46 and a half. But just look around. Uh, there were... There were a lot of discrepancies looking at this line and stuff like that, so see if you can find a better line somewhere else. Uh, I will stick with another under. I am taking the under 36.5 in Oklahoma State, Iowa State. This will be disgusting. The who Who's hot? Whose seat could get hotter? Bowl. Dude, I, I, I just... I, I, don't, fool, I, don't, I don't think, think either team or either coach, should be on the hot seat, but could they be? They could. It depends on what the boosters want. I mean, at the end of the day, that's... Both have suffered very bad losses last week. And, I, I just, yeah, under 36 and a half. This game might be 7 to 10. <laughs> Probably. Like the leading... The winning Granted, team that might, was the OU-Iowa State yeah. score, but... I do think you're looking at like the winning team scoring 13. Yeah, who? It sounds like a good number. Like if if one team comes even close to scoring twenty, I'm like, oh god. Yeah. Um. All right, fuck it. Country roads take me home to the place I belong. Give me the plus six and a half with West Virginia hosting Texas Tech. I thought about it. I thought about it. Super impressed with West Virginia's defense against Pitt. Now, Pitt's offense is also just, I don't know yeah, if it's good. Yeah, I don't know about Phil. But, man, there's nothing that Texas Tech has showed me that, like, the game after, when they played Oregon, it was close game. Oregon gets the cover right at the end there. Um, Oregon's defense also doesn't amaze me, and it just was like a desperate spot, uh, desperate shot for them. Tyler Shuck, show, Shuck. However. Again, the stupidest pronunciation ever um there's a, there's something about west virginia playing at home and i th- i love green the quarterback that got hurt for west virginia he wanted to play in that game so bad he waited his turn unfortunately got hot nico is a better option for him yes and i think this is an ugly game but i think texas tech probably was gonna win this game still but it's not more than a touchdown how many plays do you have left um i have a decent amount right now there's some that i just i don't know if i want to give out so um, I'm just fuck. Gonna, I'll get them all out. I got four left. I'll right. get them all out. I could, I could, I could give, I could give a couple more out. Uh, I'll give one of the ones that I. Well, do you have any Thursday or Friday? We need to get those out. I have a. Th- I know, but I do. So the ones that you, if, if you're not comfortable giving them out, I think we should just for the listeners just give them out as like this is where I'm leaning. It's something, something I'm like locking up. You know what I mean? Friday. I my biggest lean is the Boise State San Diego State under uh 51 and a half. I don't know just with both these teams I just see a very very defensive battle. If you I, know Brady Hoke has transitioned to the air raid and they have yeah, no that's idea wor- what they're doing. Yeah, that's working so well and Boise State obviously likes to control the game with running the ball with Talon and everything like that. It's only Thursday or Friday pick that I have uh the Thursday one that I would say is I would take uh, Georgia State with the points plus six and a half. Those teams have played seven times so far. The whole the road team has won every single game. Shit, take that for what it is. Okay. And this was when Georgia State beat them at Coastal when like the height 
of Coastal Carolina was like really good. It was a year after they went undefeated. So, or maybe they lost one game. I don't remember. Um, another one I want here. I'm taking the points of BYU. Taking the plus nine at Kansas. <laughs> Everybody knows I love Kansas. But BYU has looked really, really good. Their defense is legit. Now, Keaton Slovis has had his struggles. The offense has struggled to move the ball a little bit. But this BYU defense is legit. And this is their first Big 12 game. Like, you can't tell me this team's not going to come out and play here. Now, as much and a little bit of Kansas, I worried about a little bit. I wanted to ignore the first game against Missouri State where they gave up, I think, 17, maybe 20 points. But this defense isn't anything to write home about. Now, Jalen Daniels could put up 40 on them. Mm-hmm. That's what you always got to worry about. But this is the best defense he's played all season. So I'm going to take the plus nine there. I do think Kansas wins a football game, though. All right. I'll get to uh, my Big Ten West under of the week. Give me the under 39 in Northwestern Minnesota. That's fucking disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. That's so disgusting. I mean, like I said, Big Ten West unders. Uh, and I will head for to the Big Ten again but to the east side for another under. Give me the under 44 and a half in Rutgers, Michigan. I just think that this game's going to be. I don't know about that. I might bet the other side. I I mean, if you have, especially after seeing how Michigan's offense was against Bowling Green last week, this Rutgers defense is legit. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the best defense that Michigan's played. I don't care that this is Harbaugh's first game back. So what's this, what, what score do you envision here? 28 to 10. Well, I mean, that like kind of aligns with my bet is I took the points of Rutgers 24 and a half. I mean, I'm on that too, but yeah. I, there's something about this under – that I really, really... <laughs> it does worry me. I actually might kind of flip on that because, like, I mean... How Rutgers, is how is Rutgers going to win yeah. this game? Control? One word, how they're going to score. Exactly. They, they have 45 passing yards against VT. I know. So, run the damn ball. Yeah. I, I guess I guess you might be right. I think I would lean more towards that then. Plus, I, I just from the, like... This is going to be the best defense that Michigan has played so far. And it's. It, I understand the name is Rutgers. That don't fucking matter. All right, two quick ones just from teams that stink, just fading them. Southern Miss should not be laying less than uh, less than 10 points against Ar- at Arkansas State. Jesus Christ, uh, I have that on here too. Arkansas State stinks. Look, Stony Brook should have covered against them. Their kicker missed three field goals. Like he Thank And this. they were chip shots. We got the push. We did get the push there, mm-hmm. but they should have won. They did not shouldn't have won that game. They should have easily covered that game. And then Louisiana laying eight and a half against Buffalo. Buffalo stinks too. Like there's nothing about this team that's impressive. Louisiana has kind of exceeded my expectations a little bit in year one of the new head coach there. So I think they can cover this, and it's at least like a ten to fourteen point All win right. there. Last one I'll give out before we get to the money line sprinkles. I'm laying the 14 with Oklahoma against Cincinnati. It sucks to go against a the team. bet we just place live on the podcast. What Cincinnati's win total? Yeah, did not expect the Miami, the Miami game. That's in a game we probably should have covered a little bit. Yeah, yeah, um, but a classic look ahead. It could that, be that a game they should have won. There was a missed field goal at the end of the game. But 
Yeah, I. You talked about it when this Oklahoma team gets up, like they're not going to continue. Like they'll throw Arnold in and keep going. Yeah, and, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but I don't know if it's going to be that big of a blowout that we'll see Arnold. I just I want that Miami game kind of opened some eyes. Like, all right, did we overvalue that Pitt win? And then seeing what Pitt did against West Virginia, like. Yeah, it sucks after placing that live bet. I completely forgot about that. Was that your last one you said? Yeah, that's the last one before Moneyline Sprinkles. Um, one I don't want to give out, but I'm giving out. If you can get it 20 and a half, if it the number drops or you want to do an alternate spread, I would feel good about it. Duke laying the 20 and a half at UConn. It's at 21 and a half right now. UConn, um, starting quarterback got hurt, like, and they're just not they're just not good. I like UConn. They're just, they definitely have not a, exceeded my expectations at all um screwed i'm laying the points with georgia southern against ball state at ball state davis Brin just take care of the freaking football if they take if he takes care of the football this is a really 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 good group of five team but if he if he throws some picks it's that's the thing when you're betting on davis Brin, you're it's 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 called gambling fire. for a reason you're playing with fire. um and then the last one you got to bet the midnight game right Keep laying the points in New Mexico State. Taking the plus three at Hawaii. They're a better team. They should not be a three-point spread. But, again, New Mexico State, I think I think Vegas is a little concerned about that first game against UMass, but I think New Mexico State's definitely a better team. That's another one we're going to get the money line sprinkles right now. I think New Mexico State wins that football game, so that'll be one of mine. Uh, all right. One of my money line sprinkles will be uh, Georgia Tech plus 164 against Wake Forest. Uh, I did cash with Wake Forest live money line when they were down to Old Dominion. This Georgia Tech team is a lot better than we expected. I think that they can they have a very good chance of going into Wake and beating them. Uh, kind of same principle as why I should have taken Northwestern against uh UTEP, what? I have a play I forgot to give out, but keep going. I'll uh, give it out. Kind of the same principle as why we should have been taking Northwestern over UTEP. Are we so sure that Marshall is going to beat Virginia Tech? I Grant know. Wells' re- revenge game, but he is also questionable, so we'll Yeah, I, I mean, the line dropped from 7 to 5 very fast, like within a within a day or so. I don't know what news, maybe Grant being announced healthy. Uh but yeah, Virginia Tech at plus one sixty four and I already said it during the Alabama Ole Miss. I'm taking old sprinkling old miss money line at plus two twenty five. All right, one quick play here I forgot to get about um before I get the sprinkles. I'm laying the points of Wyoming. It's two and a half hosting App State. Uh, Peasley mm. should be playing in this game. Wyoming's a better team, in my opinion. The defense is really, really good. This is the best defense App State's going to go up against. And playing in Laramie is not like playing at any other venue in college football. When it comes to just from a from like a, a nature standpoint and your surroundings, if you take the fans out of all the stadiums, Laramie's going to be the toughest stadium to play at. So I'm going to lay that there. My two money line sprinkles is uh, I'm going to take what. Uh, Western Kentucky plus 152 at Troy. Troy's I done. thought about that. Western Kentucky, I'm not going to freak out that Ohio State scored 63 on them. Like, Ohio State's offense is legit. 
And Troy's defense gave up a shit ton of points to Stephen F. Austin, who runs a similar offense as Western Kentucky. So I could with just better players. And then I gave the pick out on the pod, but I'm, as I took the numbers with them, but I'm going to take the plus 270 with BYU to beat Kansas. Mm, I don't like that. Well, thank you. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't give a shit if you don't like it. It's my pick. Yeah. I, like, again, I no. I'm just like. That's why obvi- we call them uh, sprinkles. Obviously, like we root for each other's picks when it comes out to comes to ones that we're giving out here. But that's gonna be a tough one for me to root for. No, I get it, and that's a shitty thing. Is I love Kansas. This is revenge for me taking uh, South Alabama, isn't it? No, this is legitimate that I think BYU could be a contender of the Big Twelve. As crazy as that sounds. I think I think they could be. I think you're overreacting to the Arkansas. Wave. I think they could be name name me five Big Twelve schools better than them. Texas, Oklahoma. I'll give you those. Kansas, Kansas State, State. I'll give you that. Um TCU. Not giving you that one. You should be giving me that one. That one's debatable. Alright, I'll give you that one. Give me another one. Baylor. They could. <laughs> no, now you're being funny. I think they could legit. I don't think they're winning the Big 12, but they're going to be finishing at the top and definitely exceeding the win total we both betted. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, all, I think it was four and a half, and there are maybe it was five and a half, and they're already, I can't at, th- they're already at three. I can't even remember. So. All right. Basically, wraps up the show, Connor. Every Good luck to everybody this weekend. Let's make some money. We will see you guys next week with the week four recap. Peace.